Warning, this podcast contains material not suitable for younger audiences, and some material that's not suitable for older audiences. If you're part of any age group, we've found a way to offend you. Run while you still can. We are the Hapless Heroes. So Jarrell's plan of action is to start on the eggs, and then go from there to the pancakes, bacon, and then the ham. (laughs) (laughs) That's a solid plan. Hello, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I'll be your host and DM. Start it off and introduce our cast for this evening. We have James playing Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. Massimo playing Morton Mac, a.k.a. Gorgeous Mort. Hello, everyone. Dave playing Omega Project Prototype Zero. Hello, hello. And John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. A pleasure to be back. Again, Zach is not with us tonight. He'll be back with us next session. Uh, so That damn hernia. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, we can, yeah, yeah we've, you've, you've actually learned now that it's because that 13th ab and his 13 pack was in fact a hernia <laughs> was it the best of us. not only was it a hernia <laughs> got him on the dl for two to four weeks yeah but it's, it's the treatment options that really do it yeah surgery with a hot knife so He's currently receiving medical attention, and um, this is that type of hernia that actually requires the patient to wear a medical codpiece. Oh. It's enchanted with the cure mildly embarrassing wounds <laughs> spell. Mm-hmm. It's an experimental spell. I'm picturing Hoblet's, Hoblet's unfortunately had to wear that piece several times. Right. I'm it's, picturing yeah. the cast they put on when you like break your pelvis it's all in white and it's got a red cross on it <laughs> nice that sounds hot yeah yeah that's his situation right now love you zach uh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel so good guys yeah I'm not sure if it's better as the big diaper looking cast or yeah. as um, I'd originally described it in the thread, looking like it had been pillaged from a slutty nurse outfit in Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pick your poison, really, well, people. On his frame, it probably would look like a. <laughs> so. I'd be interested if somebody drew that out of their own interpretation. Oh, don't God. tempt no. Phil. He'll draw yeah, it. Don't, yeah, I was going to say, God, Phil will do that. I challenge anyone to do that. But. Last time when you guys were all together, um, you had investigated, you know, the house that you saw the Goliath and the Kenku enter in with that had that eye on the door that disappeared or whatever. And it entered into a very nondescript house, uh, you know, but you noticed that the scrying orb had some weird funky stuff going on with it when you were inside the house where you couldn't see any of the things it was trying to scry. Um, and then, you know, you guys tried to make a plan, you, you know, I mean, Jarrell was upset about you breaking and entering. Some dust happened. 
you guys back went ended up back at the flatulating flagoon and instigated a bar fight. Running trend. Yeah, uh, got a glimpse. <laughs> got a glimpse of what would it? I mean, I think was heavily implied as the Crow King's like personal guard here in town. They really brought out the no messing around. Crew. Wearing those like you know like those black feathery like metal armor. Um, essentially carry out the dude who actually did commit a crime. He stole someone's coin purse, but you instigated the fight between these two mercenary groups, the Malachite Fist and the Large Greek Letters. That's debatable. And then we had a little bit of a long rest montage to close the episode. So now I think their poor attitudes and outlooks on life is what started that fight. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> their poor decision making earlier in life. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's go with that. Yeah. But now you awake on this wonderful Thursday morning. Oh. What do you do? Quick refresher. I am able to reset spells on yes, a Yes, prepare rest. the spells and things like that you needed to. I have locate object two, so we can double up if we need to. All I what we've ascertained from our previous experience is that if we start a ruckus I mean, we can really find ourselves in a pinch. Like those dudes definitely seem like someone we, like, we're learn really a not trying. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that more learned a lesson per se, but maybe he'll be a little bit more. No, there's a little something. At least Gerald doesn't know. You know, being influenced the next time yeah. out. Um, Further ruckus raising might uh, result in uh, bad outcomes. Right. So I feel like we should go about this not kicking indoors and trying to like you know. Like, let's bring the least amount of attention. I know that's not the MO for the group, but the least amount of attention possible. So Jarrell's going to look at the uh, travel brochure that Paradell had stolen and see uh-huh. if he can ascertain where the nicest place for brunch would be. Oh, now that it is Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> um, Should I? Okay. This is, if this is as good a place as any to note it, but if there are any people listening to this show who've heard us mention this whole Thursday brunch thing before and haven't, have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> this is a bit of a joke. I mean, okay, this is episode 62, all right, of our main story arc. This came, I think the Thursday brunch joke started in episode two. Yeah, probably. Nice. Fucking goat milk. Mort has shirts. never been a part of uh, a, th- a proper thing. He missed out on the last one because he was, was in, in jail. jail for the last uh-huh. one. <laughs> yeah, so it was so good. Out of all the brunches, after all this time, this is your first. This, is, this would be my first group brunch. You never forget your first brunch. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I want to come up with a really good name for this 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 joint. Give me one sec. Actually, you know, because I liked it so much. Um, the Slumber Hulk has the best brunch in town. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. You mean at the little, the little, uh, like that nicer establishment to stay at a, a couple of streets up from the flatulating flagoon. Right. Well, you know how all the hotels, like there's always like the restaurant in the hotel. Yes. You know, it's like whatever. So yeah. you're talking about Gertrude's greasy grill. I feel like, uh, oh yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the grill that's inside. Right. Gertrude's yeah. That's what greasy you're talking grill. about. I, yeah. I love a good alliteration. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the pamphlet. <laughs> My that 14, my 14 on history. Yeah. Look <laughs> at all this lore oh, yeah. that you're learning oh, yeah. about. Richard's this place Greasy that... Grill and Slumber Hulk Lodge. Yeah. yeah. Quality. Oh, that's amazing. Quality. In the Slumber Hulk or something. I don't know. She makes a mean brunch, Gert. You go, yeah. When you guys get there. Her best friends call her Trudy, but don't call her that till you've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll fucking cut you. She's a, she's a no-nonsense woman. So... You guys get in there. This place is packed. There is it's standing room only in here. 
there's a person, like a like a host, standing in the front. Um, human guy, middle aged, wearing um, just like some like appropriate clothes, <laughs> and uh, he greets you. He says, uh, oh, "Good, uh, good, good day to you. Welcome to uh, Gertrude's Greasy Grill. Uh, it's going to be about a thirty minute wait, fellas." Darrell steps up. Uh, excuse me, sir. We have a party of seven. Could you please get us the quickest table you can? And he's going to hand him, like, ten gold. Ooh. Right away, my good man. I will do my best. Thank you, sir. Uh, after 15 minutes, he manages to clear off a spot. He actually manages to convince two <laughs> tables that are, like, sort of, like... Don't know each other. They're, like, these long picnic benches, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he convinces, like, one group that's sitting on one side and one group that's sitting on the complete opposite side to just, like, scooch themselves over because they're kind of scattered about and makes room for you guys at the, like, left side of this table. Jarrell immediately sits himself at the head of the table, surrounded on either side by his retainers. <laughs> <laughs> who, am I, who am I sitting next to? Who is on what side? I don't know. Who are you sitting next to? Let's say that uh, Franz is trying to make this. sure that he's not sitting next to Hoblet. Okay. Wait, so is he, he sitting like sit across from Hoblet? He's okay. going to drag. Wait a minute. So we're talking about a long table. I'll tell you exactly yep. where Hoblet's sitting next to this guy. So you're at that one head. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Hans and Franz are on either side. And Franz is still trying, apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> to pull Manservant to sit next to him. So he doesn't have to look at so you. So he doesn't have to sit next to Hoblet. But Manservant being Manservant is, like, barely moving forward. Okay, so Manservant can sit next to Franz. And Hoblet is going to take a seat next to Hans right across the table from Franz. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'll sit across. I'll sit right next to Manservant. Me and him are buds now. Have you had any interaction with Manservant? Not <laughs> much at all. And then all. maybe Zero is picking the last spot. I am picking right. this as a Order. moment in time to to try to wiggle my way into your uh, to your crew here. Slide into their DMs? Yeah, kind of, you know. <laughs> wiggle in my way for friendship here. Um, sure. So you guys probably, when you put your orders in, uh, that's, this is going to be the negligible part, but like I'm going to kind of say this as like, okay, this is your time to plan. Zero. Is, anyone, I guess, is anyone doing anything ridiculous oh, zero, before we get to planning? Don't zero does um, order um, as much uh, grease out of the grease trap as they can get in. <laughs> the, it takes a moment for the waiter to process your request because he's kind of appalled <laughs> that this, is, this would even be something that someone would enjoy. But, I mean, you looking nonplussed at him, he eventually is just like, okay. And uh, you see him write it down. <laughs> And scurry off to the kitchen. <laughs> so, go ahead. So it's planning time, I guess, right? Well, yeah. I actually, I, I was thinking about taking advantage of the fact that I created a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So quickly, I'm not trying to do anything. Break, before everybody break. gets, <laughs> before everybody gets all hoblets about to fucking hoblet, <laughs> I have an i I have a genuine idea. Since we're trying, to, we've gotten our sleep on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll James you. is DMing the next story arc. <laughs> 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 hoblet, um, 
because he's been through town once or twice. Sure, yeah. Um, is Gertrude in? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, let me roll a little percentile here. Of course she is. She owns the joint. Sure. Um, I'm wondering... Uh, so maybe I... Of course she is. I'm assuming maybe we see her milling about. Yeah, it's kind of like okay. one of those half walls with a little hood um, and kind of like, you know, except there's no vents necessarily. It's just sort of like a... Like in fact, you know what? There's like a, a mine, like a very minor spell. I think it's maybe press the digit, press the digitation or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's heating some metal bars as there's sort of like a open <laughs> kitchen, concept. like a window. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, the owner. Uh, I've met her a, a few times. Gert, she's a good lady. Uh, perhaps I could attempt, or someone could attempt to describe the. Chandelier we saw. See if maybe she recognizes it from a local establishment or something. Hmm. I, I don't really know where we'd go from here, so I thought I might try to take advantage if I could. Well, while we're sitting connection. at the table, Zero opens up uh, one of the pouches on him and pulls out the... Uh, the orb? The orb, yeah. Let's yeah. see what it's seeing. Uh, walking through the streets. Never mind. Of this city. And uh, just quickly flash it to the group. And put it back in the pouch. Does Gert recognize Hoblet? Does Gert recognize Hoblet? Yes. She, you, you see her shoot a very quick wave to you, though, because she, she is busy. Busy. Hoblet tips his cap. You have and a cap now. It's non-existent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he tips his hairline. He tips his hairline. Yeah. Okay. As you guys are waiting for your food, someone notices Zero pull out this orb from his uh, from his bag. Someone like from you know down the table a little ways. And uh, you know, in an effort, I mean, I guess maybe he's just striking up conversation because you guys are all in such close quarters. Looks at the looks at Zero and goes, "Hi, big man. Where'd you get that? What is it?" I'm going to shout at him in an intimidation and say, mind your own business. All right, give me an intimidation roll. We're eating here. That is a 19. Wait. Plus seven? Yeah, it's 19. Yes. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> wow. Jesus. That math was 12 plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got on the first try. I just wanted to check myself with your yeah, finger. Yeah, but track. not everybody can see you counted out on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly why I chose to count it out of my fingers. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to broadcast one of these, these recording sessions. <laughs> Holds and everything. Yes. Regardless, I was right. That's all that matters. And this man is probably also intimidating. Oh, yeah, very much so. Uh, he's like, geez, okay. And just kind of goes back and minds his own business. Hoblet nods at Mort, shoots him, shoots in the old. Well done. Yeah. Now, uh, your food comes out rather quickly given the amount of people waiting in here. Yours seems to be made with a little extra love. In fact, your goat milk mimosa is in one of, a one of the taller glasses. Did she do like the fancy top? You know how they do like on the cappuccinos? Oh, yeah. Okay. Steamed goat milk, like oh, oh my god! Oh, oh you haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Also feeling really. Still I am confident. a mountain dwarf. Yeah. Still feeling very confident about my drinking feet from a few nights before, and I am just guzzling down goat, goat milk mimosas. I am just. It was the night before. I, 
It, it was the night before. I'm just now we now have wait to count a minute to go. see how many days oh, you made it. I know. Well, I'm definitely no longer impervious to intoxication. Are you sure? Because you had it yesterday. Well, it's only been 12 days. You still have two more days left on Hold this. Hold on a minute. Hold oh, nice. on a minute. He may be impervious to intoxication, but is he pervious to the copious amounts of goat milk that he'll also be? <laughs> no, his goat milk mimosas are no joke. It's I'm not just the alcohol. Either. It's, it's all yeah, of that yeah. fermenting in your right. gut for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. So Did, does the goat milk have any effect yeah. other than the booze? Yeah, actually, this would probably be, I would say, one of your first times having a goat milk mimosa right. because yeah. this is not something I've never. Yeah, would so the Elvish ethnic group be more or less uh, impervious to uh, lactose intolerance? <laughs> I'd say probably more impervious. What? I don't think they necessarily drink a lot of milk. It's mostly... Uh, so I've been drinking milk for 300 years. more susceptible years. to... Uh, I would say so. I'm yeah. not going to make you roll a disadvantage, but make me a constitution safe. Great. Don't fuck it up. You fucked it up. <laughs> you, after a few sips, you're like, you start to retch. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, like, he ordered five, and this is the first one. Like, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so po- like, powering through it every you, sip. You dry heave maybe twice, okay. uh, and you think that if you drink any more than that, it's going to be a bad time. You feel a lot of bubbling, and, and, and but, like, big bubbles in your stomach. All right, I'm just going to, you know, give Manservant a little tap on the shoulder with my elbow and just be like, hey, you, you want to help me finish these off? <laughs> <laughs> since since, uh, since Hoblet is across the table from him and clearly sees him tapping yeah. Manservant struggling. and struggling with these mimosas, Hoblet's going to double fist two of them right out of his face. How many have you had so far? Um, how long have we been sitting here? <laughs> 20 minutes. 20 past. minutes, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it took us maybe five to ten to get this. Those would maybe be numbers two and three. I might have had one while we were sitting here, and those would be numbers two and three. Nothing you're, crazy. We got a day ahead of us. Yeah, but, you're feeling yeah, a I'm little. I'm just trying biased, to show him. Yeah. How, how about is a pretty like st- like hearty dwarf? Okay. What was that look? You just rolled something. I, well, I was gonna roll a Constitution, but you didn't ask me to. So. Oh, I moved it. Oh, I forget what it was. You gotta pass. Yeah. Don't forget you have adult onset inspiration. Huh? I do. Last episode. So, what's uh, you guys are eating, drinking, whatever? What's uh, what's your plan of action? I mean, we're not private enough. We're clearly still going after. So Jarrell's plan of action is to start on the eggs and then go from there to the pancakes, bacon, and then the ham. <laughs> That's a solid plan. <laughs> Lord Jarrell the Light, breakfast tactician. Yeah. We might as well just be a brunch podcast at this yeah. point. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Send us your takes on your favorite brunch. Anyways. Jarrell is also shocked as Hoblet orders eggs benedict and eggs over easy and eats them with a fork and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever food Hoblet's ordered, he's literally just been shoveling into his mouth by putting the plate up to mm-hmm. his face and just pushing it in. <laughs> Zero does in fact guzzle the grease. That is yeah, in fact, actually, I wanted to address that. So when they bring it out to you, it's still really hot. Okay. And, uh... Everyone can, like you turn a few heads as like this dude is like wheeling out, like just like a pan full of gre- like a, like a gigantic like tub full of grease. Like little tubs on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> over to your table and then just parks it next to you. 
Fabulous. And he says, enjoy your <laughs> grease. Gertie says it's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> you tell Gert we'll always stop by when we come through. He's like, oh, wait, hold on a second. And then he runs back to the kitchen and he comes out with a comically large straw. <laughs> <laughs> Made of Zero metal. lights up. Made like, of metal. literally, it's a couple of lumens coming out of his eyes right yeah. now. And drops it in there. Yep. There's, there's like a clang, you yeah. know, from the barrel that this is in pretty much <laughs> as it goes in. Zero proceeds to drink the grease through the tube. <laughs> Jarl is holding a piece of bacon in his mouth, half chewed, and looking at Zero doing this. Zero maintains steady, unblinking eye contact. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there a slurping noise? Are we getting like a... I don't I know, see do your robots shake. do warforged slurp? And I There's only one really good way to find out. Um, it is a smooth, like... Like a mechanical <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Yeah, a mechanical like a hand vacuum yeah. The roar of a dryer humming while you're falling asleep. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a sound effect for this right now. Or one of the little fans that you use to power up an air mattress. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Why does Jarrell even hang out Just with us? <laughs> Just using the props at our disposal. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, are you making a plan of action? Or you just are we just gonna RP through this brunch and then you make a plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if we're still going after the orb, we probably shouldn't pull it out well, with Nelly yeah. well, down I at the also end of do the figure, table. I do figure that we bought ourselves a little bit of privacy when I yelled at this dude, um, so maybe we can talk a little bit more freely at the table about our plan. Mort thinks that. <laughs> I do think that. I'm also saying that out loud. Jarl's focused on destroying this breakfast. Okay, so you, so if you have a plan, one and you think you can get one over on Jarl while he's busy eating, no. now <laughs> might be the time. Well, the obviously, the orb is on the moon. Mm-hmm. And the gem, the orb is on us. Uh, yes, the, the gem's the on gem the moon. The, the orb is in your possession. The orb is in our possession. Um, we have two when, people with locate object. Did we? Correct. Did we? So, like when he. <laughs> When Zero whipped it out, <laughs> uh-huh. um, were we able to tell, like, oh, cool, it's still in Last Wall, or, like, is it just, like, general... It still looks like the landscape of, like, Last Wall, like, okay. the same so it's general, still... like, building facades yeah. and, like, you know, rocky it's regions. It's almost impossible to not see mountains, no matter which direction you Correct. Like. So, so can somebody Hills, just... like, you know, like, roads, like, winding up hills to get up, to climb some of these, like, larger, you know, like peaks and houses just built into the side of them yeah you can see all that shit um so can somebody just try to while we are consuming our morning meal just try to see if they can just locate this sucker and we can just we pop up when we're done leave the check in the tip out, and just roll out we should go out into the street because mm-hmm. it only lasts 10 minutes we can only do it a certain number of times it's all within 1,000 feet okay so okay. finish our breakfast then, so we're then do that. Pl- yes yep. we're planning to use those though yes yes so okay. I have a uh, observational question. Sure. In walking around, so you leaving the bar? No, no. Oh, just okay. in in our travels here in Last Wall, have we seen a lot of kenkus? 
Um, not many. Five or a hundred? Like four. Okay. Yeah, this is the first Have we seen of. a lot of Goliaths? Um, a fair few. More than more Kankus? Co- way more common than Kankus. Okay. Can you, like, you know, like summon Kankus? Like? No, I have a locate creature. I see. So, kind of. That might help. If you're locating that. object, and I'm locating creature, if there's you only four triangulate. of them. Tri- yeah. yeah. Or my guess hmm. is that they know each other, so if we can't find the object, we'll shake down whichever Kenku we can find to the one of the other three yeah. in town. What's the you're assuming that all Kenkus know each other. That's what I was going to say. I am. <laughs> I'm assuming. That's the Canadian problem. Wow. <laughs> Hoblet is making the bold assumption that in a town like this, that the city. four... City. City. So what? Millions? About, why don't we say 500,000? Okay. In a city of 500,000, that the four of the same kind know each other. Or they could yes. have never even seen I don't mean each that to be a sweeping other. generalization about of anything Kenku. other than out of 500,000, if there's only four, Kenkus? they probably know each other. But that's just the ones that we've seen. That's but not I mean, like, the number in the that's town. just your opinion, man. It's just, we've yeah. seen them all over. We'll, we'll put it to the test here in a minute. Well, if we've offended any Kenkus out there, we right. also apologize. Write me a letter. Address it to nobody cares. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jarrell finishes his grand breakfast and n- not only pays for everyone's meal, but doubles the tip. Look at you. How so, much does that end up being? Twelve gold. A fine so, way to earn your earn your place in Gert's heart. Yeah, I'm just gonna clap for Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> What are you clapping for? This is how I normally operate. Um, you get one section of this table to also start clapping, but they have no idea why. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's definitely <laughs> Franz and Manser. <laughs> no, 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 strangers. Oh, strangers. <laughs> they heard applause, they joined in. Um, I'm assuming that I might have a piece of parchment or there's like a piece of paper around. I don't know if Hobbit ever carries paper with him since yeah, he seems to I burn all of it. Hand you yeah. my napkin that <laughs> nah, was on my. I was gonna leave Gert a note, but we can move on. She's, She's got a table napkin. Yeah, Someone's probably got your I'll give it right to you. That's okay. We can move on. She blows you a kiss from the kitchen. Okay. Anna, uh, are Did we leaving? It? it might be the first yeah, time right. that any okay. of them have seen Hoblet blush. <laughs> <laughs> on on our way out, I do lean to the little man who asked me the question and tell him it's a protoencabulation spectrometer. Have a great day. Walk out. <laughs> no compliments for the chef for the grease. <laughs> uh, well, I did clean the gre- grease trap, so. Right. <laughs> Usually, that, that's yeah. a compliment in and of itself. You just get a very strange look, and he wheels the empty grease tray back into the kitchen. <laughs> well, I, I was telling the person who had asked about the orb. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. And yeah, he just kind of, but yeah, oh, sorry. This yeah. this dude just gives you a weird fucking look. Yeah. He asked. I told him. Now we're gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are you, are you guys? Uh... Yeah, we're heading out to locate objects. Yeah, Jarrell makes his way into the nearest crowded area. Are these rituals that you're casting or are they just straight, straight up spells? Did you pre-ritualize during breakfast? Okay. Yeah, right. Well, they're all, they'd idea. all be an action technically, but like, are they? Do they have like the ritual tag? Just like I don't R. believe this one does. Okay. No, mine neither. Just checking. So you are not 
double teaming our ritualization here. No. Well, nor um, is there a need for pre-ritualization. No, not at all. As Massimo suggested. Yeah, no pre-religious, no pre-ritualization is required. Gerald doesn't do that in public anyway. Oh God. Well, no polite people do that in public, but since no polite people are here, it's a push, really. Well, Except for Jarrell. You got to pre-ritualize. Right. Anyways. Ah, okay. Bitchin'. What? Bitchin'. Why? Well, on the sheet, it's like really a brief. Right, yeah. It's, just, it's a, a brief so, description. I'm going to, if we're cat, is this what we're doing? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this was your plan. Yep. So you, he's going to cast Locate Object. Right, because you've seen the sword or the gem before right. at this point, yeah. So he's going to locate the gem. I am going to cast locate creature. What's the range on that? A thousand feet. Should we be doing both at the same time, or should we save one for later in case we have a harder time finding it than we think we're going to? If we get into, say, your... Actually, no, you know what? He ca- So he casts locate object. Right. Let's... Period. Because if he locates the object, then right. once he locates What's the object, the and we then, know you where it's at, then you can it verify it with that. Or yep. we can try to see if yep. there's I also the have detect magic, but we know what it looks like, so we'll be able to find okay. it pretty quick. The Kikuju, did yeah, you the say? Ki- yeah, I always have a tr- I have trouble Kenku. with that. The Kenku. Okay, so you, wait, you say you're casting it at the same time or no? No. Okay, Negative. which one is going up first? Mine. Locate object. Yep. Thousand feet? Yep. Ten minute duration? Yep. Cool. So we're for go. We're, which way are we going, left or right? What which way has got more people in it? You tell us. You know the cardinal direction, correct? What does it tell you? Does it tell you what direction it's in for locate object? I think it does, right? You know the dire- direction. Direction, like, the closest named or described kind of specific object. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you have to name, you have to either know, name the object or know the object, right? But um, oh wait, so yeah, if it's within a thousand feet, you know the location. If the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. So it doesn't necessarily say that it has to be within a thousand feet for you to know which direction it's moving. No, I understand. So it is within within with one thousand feet. It okay. is to your north by northeast, and it is moving west. Hmm. Then that's where we're going. So we need to move north. Correct. That is. Or we the need wall. to move straight because it's moving west. Yeah, if it's headed, if it's north by northeast of us and heading west, if we go north, we'll Just intersect north. it. Yep. Well, I suggest we start some sort of military line where we just start jogging and chanting some sort of. Is there a place to procure some horses? You already have horses. Yeah, we have. Well, let's ride out. How, how thousand right, feet away? Right through thousand the streets. Feet. It's like if we grab. Hey, if we go back that, to get like, the horses, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> just so to ride up to them. <laughs> <laughs> Intimidation, right? Right. <laughs> this it's all, time about, try it's all about swagger. Is this what you are doing? No, I do not. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we need horses. So, Jarrell's gonna what, start. Are walking. we gonna intimidate the horses that probably aren't here? Right. Good. <laughs> Jarrell's gonna start walking. I imagine that Mort is trying to start like a marching, singing. Group. Yeah, like I'm like <laughs> trotting, like I'm trying to. Is only Franz, only Franz joins you in the marching, singing. Nice. Who's doing the singing? Hopefully, Franz. Well, Franz is definitely doing the singing. Well, I don't know what more. It's like a call and response. Oh, okay. Type of thing. Oh, no. Like an I don't know what I've been told. No, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just happening. It's, it's just the two of you doing it, though. Yeah, so you fine. say that, and uh, Franz says, Jarrell's the strongest and the most bold. And actually, uh, somewhere from like one of the alleys or whatever, you hear a familiar voice that you recognize from the bar the other night. You hear him go, Oi, lad! 
I told you to shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> you can see Franz whimper slightly. And then, hit, yeah, him and whimpering. Does he continue playing? <laughs> like... Yeah, well, he's, he's playing a lot quieter, and he doesn't isn't sure if he's gonna sing the next line. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we talking like the single tear streaming down his face, like that you know old commercial wait, with the Indian so wait, and all the litter and down, shit? Yeah, we're walking <laughs> down, and and some this the, I can hear the guy what? Just someone alley. shouted from like from a window from an alley somewhere. Um, he's still playing. Mm-hmm. Hoblet's gonna come in real loud. With the next refrain. <laughs> yes. Oh, so what does Mord say then? After I don't know what I've been um, told or whatever. What's, what's the second line do you want to use? Well, let's let Hoblet give the second line. Because Mord has to send the first line and then he has the. Well, follow, I'm just hitting it with right? the, I don't know what I've been told. I've settled into my role. Okay. You just keep you, repeating you, I don't know what I've been told. So that's what you said. So you said I don't know what I've been told. You said Mort something about Jarrell or something. the most bold. Okay, so then you're hitting back with a, I, don't I don't know, know what, what I've been told. told. Uh, we sing loud, so shut the fuck up. Oh, you want to a fight? Do, do an intimidation with this shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, give me an intimidation. Also, if he's shouting this through the streets, does this intimidation role work for anybody else in the streets No, it's directed us? at this Just person. Just directed at this guy. We sing loud, so shut the aggression. fuck up. <laughs> What'd you get? He's using you doing doing it. Are you doing it? really doing it? You don't probably don't need to. What's your intimidation? I don't have it. I'm not an intimidating guy. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't have a good charisma modifier. Yeah, mess with it. Well, what do you got? Ten. If you want to use it, use it. Ten. Do you want me to tell you the result? Yeah. Yeah, he, you beat him. He, okay. rolled, a, oh, he rolled a natural nice. three. Okay. Ah. Lucky. You hear a window shut very dramatically. All right. Um, Hoblet's going to pat Hans on the back. And Franz. Franz. Keep singing as long as you like, lad. We and then he's just going to keep walking. Like, he's not going to sing. Hoblet's done singing, but he's going to keep walking. We've all became closer because of this experience. Franz perks up a it. little bit, but isn't sure what to do with the smell that is now on his back. Yes. <laughs> it's a dusty murk. Right. Hoblet was covered in dust, then sweat. Right. Then sweat. Then sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little blood still. Right. <laughs> So as you march and follow, follow your object blood. your object radar, um, you guys start heading sort of at this point now northwest because they seem to have crossed like your path and you've actually gotten to a checkpoint um, where there are some guards wearing these like you know crow helmets and feathered armor, uh, checking people who are heading. Uh, like west by northwest, as this is uh, this this heads towards the um, the Black Keep, the where the Crow King and they're his tracking people. Like, what do you mean? Like it's a, it's they're like they're looking, they're checking credentials to make sure you're authorized to get into this area. You can Are we assuming so we your, your locate object is pointing straight in there. So past this, past this um, checkpoint. Yeah. Can. Can we check the orb just to be sure that, like, I don't know, maybe there's something, right here? something else? Is that a bad idea? 
I'm also we, we I'm know, whispering this to We know what's, what we're looking for. We know what we're looking we, for. We've like, seen, we seen it not, before. Yeah, we're yeah, it's not a question of like whether You haven't not, walked well, up to this no, checkpoint yet. because there's no sense in pulling it out because yeah. we already have located on. Okay, we right. know where we're, the thing is. Yeah. We don't need to see anything. Okay. Not yet. Eventually, it might be nice to uh, get a glimpse of uh, their location. Right, but. especially if they're like in this keep. Like, if we're just gonna like, if that's where we're trying to go, and that's what we're trying to do right now, it'd be nice to know what we'd get into if we pass this check. That's all. Jarrell rolled an insight of four, <laughs> and doesn't seem to really know what the point of the checkpoint is because he doesn't really know where the keep, what the keep okay. is, and all that stuff. He didn't also see. The guards. So he doesn't know who these guards are, what they're related to, because he was sleeping. While you were starting that bar fight. Bar, yeah, that's true. And in my haste, I never said anything about telling everybody about that. <laughs> no, well, I'm just no, we were too right. busy with goat milk mimosas and bacon grease. And mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and fill the in finer things. Yeah, all right. about the doings of last night. I'm sure if. Was it Franz or Hans that went Franz. 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 In his Franz bunny slippers. Hasn't done so already. I'm he just thought it was like, a nightmare. I'm just going to let him know. <laughs> hey. Well, I mean, Hoblet was involved. He's not wrong. <laughs> just going to look at Gerald and say, hey, we started a little bit of a commotion last night. These, uh, these crow guards might, you know, might lead us to where we're going, but they definitely seem like they're not the nicest people in the world. Of course, you have already caused an issue with the local law enforcement. They don't know who we are. We just know what they're about. So we can't make it past this blockade. Let's just say we'd have similar luck getting past Mr. Black if he didn't want us to get past. Um, and fellas, uh, can I just say, is there anything that we can, is, can we make up anything to try to get past this? Can we convince them uh, that we have some sort of purpose here? Who feels like bluffing, I guess. We don't necessarily need to be bluffing. What do we know about this crow king? Not much. What are we looking for from this crow king? This gem. And we are to suspect that... Um, um, being as old as I am, could Hoblet roll an insight check and maybe see if he knows anything just from being here before if I know anything about what it takes to get past these guys? Sure. Yeah, nice. 25. Yeah, I mean, it's like you need some kind of official business to get through here. I mean, if you don't have a badge or some sort of credential, like you need to have like an like maybe an appointment or some sort of audience, you know, or, so or something like that, something urgent. Fellas, um, two schools of thought here. Let's say we have an audience with the Kenku. He's already in there. Take a flyer that he's uh, legit. Do you think he's high enough up to be calling for meetings, or is he going to a meeting? We'll find out. There's one way to find out. Yeah, and if he has this very special prize, he, he, I mean, he could he could be a higher up. So you're gonna start with the so lie. there's a 50-50 <laughs> that if he has the okay if he has the gem there's a 50-50 he's involved in some sort of evil necromancy would he really be taking appointments on the up and up probably not there's there's no guarantee that he's involved in the evil necromancy though he said he found it on the other side of the wall in well wait Bruce, a minute but now he's also in the croaking lair which doesn't seem to be like you know 
I mean, where else would a Kenku go? Of course he's we also could use a technique that Hoblet has used almost every time he's gotten thrown out of a bar <laughs> from getting into a fight, is that we're, they're checking credentials to get into what Hoblet is picturing as like a... So like, I mean, it's is kind it a of, building? Is it an area? So it's it it it's, it appears to be like a a much less travel like cobbled avenue that sort of goes west and then starts curving west by northwest and starts going up um, a winding road on the side of like a like a like a large rock face um, and further up the keep is actually built into the mountain it juts out a bit it's like this sort of black castle. You know, in this sort of like, like very dark, like sort of uh, almost like uh, bedrock kind of stuff mm -hmm. here. Um, and you know, there's like there's like some smaller buildings and like along the path that kind of stretches up, but it looks like mostly like logistical buildings. Uh, maybe a smith has a forge. You know, some stables. Like it's sort of like the okay. So, so the, this is more of an official area heading so that way because to the right of that, you know, they kind of this keep overlooks the entry on this side to the wall like to the other side looks it's looking over the like the the, the, the gate oh, okay. the wall area okay yeah. um i mean he went in he's going to come out we could just post up somewhere and hang out for a minute if we don't want to try to mess it's, with these yeah. guards it's like he doesn't idea. he doesn't know that we're coming for him and we're not trying to mess with the croaking. If we have right. zero, like... So if we just wait, like, to. he probably... If he had a business in there, he probably went in, handle his business, come back out. How we would, can wait. How would here. the croaking respond to knowing that this gem yeah. holds a potential necromantic power tied to the portals that we're letting undead? I mean, if he... The croaking, I how do you has, know? How do you know so much about it? I don't. Outside of the pamphlet I was reading. No, I mean, how do you know? How do you know so much about the gem? Well, you guys have talked about these uh, yeah. things, right? So that when the crow king asks us, then he's going to take our gem and he's going to take all the other gems that we have. I'm really not. Sure you don't have all of them on your person. Yeah, no. no, but he'll. I mean, if I'm the crow king and I get a thing that like can. You don't know anything about the Crow King. He's yeah. mysterious. He could be a nice and respectable, you know... You also remember that he doesn't take direct audiences. He has people who speak for him. Right. Can we just... We can bluff and say we have an appointment and try to get in. Gerald's considering just telling him the severity of the situation. Hmm. Good versus evil ideas here. Well, more like just, like, honest versus... <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, you know, like the angel on your shoulder, devil on your shoulder type deal. Mm-hmm. Well, one Obviously, of, I one like of my you idea. has to agree upon. Gerald, with still the limited insight and the no real inclination that these are corrupt, corrupt And officers, we should also probably not piss them off. Let's go. In any way, shape, or form, is going to walk up to the... Well, it's just to the, the line of them, right? There's a couple of them. There's, there's, uh, there's three of them. Just three? Yes. Okay. Um, because of what Hoblet saw the night before, not in an attempt to split the party, but I am going to keep... I want to find, like, a corner that I can post up on where I can see him going up to talk to them, but I would like to keep a respectable distance if possible. Chilling in the cut. In case something goes bad. He's right. letting me do the talking, thankfully. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. actually, yeah, it's perfect. Yep. 
So Jarrell's going to walk up and he's going to say, Afternoon, sirs. I am Lord Jarrell the Light, heir to House Passer. I am on my travels, attempting to solve some of the undead issues we have currently plaguing us. How would I go about a meeting with maybe not the Crow King, but someone in his entourage, perhaps. And I'm going to try uh, persuasion on this one. And it is just a 15. You have to make an appointment. How can I make an appointment? Give me your name and how long you will be staying here and where you will be staying. I will have to present this information to the speaker and find out when he has an opening. They are very busy. The attacks have been rough lately. What is the nature of your information? We all have undead problems here. Our situation is quite dire. I have been sent as a member of the Heroes of the Kingdom of Esh. We have been traveling the countryside and have already defeated several parts of what could be a more dramatic issue. Uh-huh. And what, what do you mean by a more dramatic issue? I feel best parting that information on to higher authorities. Give me a persuasion on that one. That's a little slight. Oh, that's uh, 24. You make a good argument. I see that the information you have must be very valuable to you. I will send one of my men to accompany you to the speaker. Be warned. Any funny business, and the murder shall descend upon you. The murder? Mm-hmm. They're all capital good. T, capital M. I get it. Fourteen for insight. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Are they gonna just murder me? Is that what they're meaning? That's a. That is that is the <laughs> special. That is like the special detachment of this, you know, modest but powerful Kingsguard. Okay. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, get it? I get it, yeah. yeah pretty good. <laughs> and that was on the quick, too. I like that. Some some honest double entendre action. Yeah, right. Awesome. Um, so Jarrell is really tempted to go by himself with his retainers. I And now, I, is, he, is he ushering me away? Yeah, I mean, you're the only one who walked up there. So... Unless you mention that we're with you. He didn't say that. He said that right. we, but like... I am... I'm my, not retainers, are, my retainers are moving with me. And I'm trying to decide... I mean, I'm across given, the street, I guess. Given that my insight let me know what the murder means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want well, some backup? I'm not far away from you. I don't think me or Zero are very far from Right, I guess so. Like kind of close. Only Hamlet's right stuck group. back. So, yeah. are you saying that they're with you? These two? Do they ask? Yes. They um, just, they, you they, would they... want Zero to come with you since Zero has one of the orbs. Or do you want Zero to not go with you because Zero has one of the orbs? Begrudgingly, he's not going to lie. And he knows that he's not going to be able to take this murder by himself. While they, while Hoblet sees them all talking now, he walks over. And it's not this murder, it's the murder. Right. The murder. Right. Anyways. 
So he begrudgingly says, yes, they are. Okay, and now he's, they were, they, they meant zero in Mort. Hoblet's across the street. Nope, Hoblet just walked up. Oh, Hoblet <laughs> walked up. And, and the, the dwarf? Yes, and him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they know we're a real adventurer. Because yeah, right. there's always that one you're reluctant to have to admit <laughs> is part of your adventuring party. You'll save your ass, though. I let the, well, I let the three guards but walk in, nice. in front of me God, always. No. <laughs> so they don't see It's me. just one guard walking with you. The other two stay behind. Okay, as, as, soon, as soon as we get about 20 feet so away... From the other two guards, are their backs turned to me? And and the party as we're making our way up. Are they looking at us? I mean they maybe watch you walk away for a moment, but then they turn their attention back to the street. When I kind of like out of my periphery notice them turn around, I immediately turn to Hobbit and go and just point very aggressively at his <laughs> face. But don't say or make any noise. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I can, can even roll a stealth. No, I don't care. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the, you know, like the angry dad at like a restaurant right. type point. You, you better know, be angry for <laughs> Yeah, like you know, you're implying that without saying anything. Right. right. Yeah. Yes, completely understand. It's in all of our best interest to get out of here alive. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it takes you some time to kind of walk through. You, you notice instead of going up the curvy roads, like this, the, this guard is just climbing set, you know, steps, like mm. very steep steps that go up like the sides of these cliffs that kind of wind up to where this castle is built into the mountain. Um, he says, let me know if the journey is too grueling for you. And, you know, it's just, it's, you're pretty much Stairmaster for the next uh, 20 minutes. Gerald, stretch this morning, I mean, I'm a fucking mountain dwarf, so. Yeah. Right. No I'm, just letting, I'm just letting you know. on a string, dangling. Yeah. You know, your leg's going to be a little, uh, little raw at the end of this. Jarrell barely flinches. Right. I'm slightly Mort, chafing. Mort might be the one who's panting here out of anybody. I don't know. I'm, I, I can acrobatics this shit if you Ooh. want me to. That's true. Fry Zero it. smells faintly of frying bacon. <laughs> it seems oh. the grease is heated. <laughs> um, are we still in the 10 minutes? For. His Probably spell. Oh minute. yeah, good point. Um, because yeah, all we've really done say, is you're pretty, you're pretty much towards the end of it. Sure. Okay. I mean, it's well, been so towards the, the entire time you've been talking though. It's been pointing towards the keep. So they're still probably ahead of us. Yeah. And as we're making is our it way, stationary or still moving? Um, before the spell runs out, it was at least at the moment stationary, up towards the keep. Okay. As we're making our way toward the last few steps. Mm-hmm. Franz is significantly behind Mort, wheezing, because he has slight asthma. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try to, and also still an attempt to help out. Just going to, like, you know, hoist him up underneath, like, his oh, armpits. Oh, nice, and, like, You know what I mean? Like, and, like, help him up these stairs. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you guys make it to the keep, and it's, like, this very large sort of, like, like, um... Portcullis, like, you know, like, that's me extends way, like, maybe 100 feet up. You know what I'm saying? Or I'd say 50 feet up. Uh, and you guys, you know, are approaching it. The, the you know, the, the gate is up. You know, there's free passage kind of going in and out of here. You can see that there's, like, some, like, kind of coming out from the mountain. Also some, like, watchtowers, you know what I mean, that are overlooking. There's plenty of people, like, dressed in the same similar, like, garb, you know, just, like, looking out from up top um 
you can even see that there's some telescopes or like you know it's like uh what is it um yeah like you know like yeah like telescopes pretty much oh why not like mounted to like the tops of these watchtowers and you can see that there's somebody who's actually scanning out towards the uh crucible lands like over like over the wall okay and um as you enter it's like this very very large sort of you know, entryway with the stairs that kind of go up, many chambers going out to the left and right. You're led up to, like, a second level up these, like, you know, very large set of stairs, and you're kind of ushered through a couple larger halls, smaller halls. They seem to be, you know, there's people kind of moving around in their daily businesses here. It seems like this is where, like, you know, not only maybe they were the guards uh, post themselves out of, but also maybe the local bureaucracy, like, you know, like the, the government. It's basically government. city hall. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then you're led up to a, th- a third level to a hallway that has a few, you know, sort of, uh, doorways here, like, you know, iron doors. It's like a, st- you know, all carved out of stone and there's a couple benches and the, this guard motions for you to take a seat. He says, I will go talk to the speaker. Now, does he leave us alone in this hallway? Is there any other, are there any other guards? Perception in check. The hallway? Uh-oh. That is a ten. I mean, you can hear boots clanking somewhere. Okay, so we can have like we can have a slightly private conversation from where we're at. Yeah, you can have a private conversation from here, but this would probably be an area that would be regularly patrolled or, you know, checked in on. And it's close is, quarters. Is, is this a good time to see if we're in the right spot? Can you check your like your voices would carry in here, okay. so you would want to like gesture and. Um, more quiet. But yeah, it looks like nobody can. Uh, our uh, escort is still ahead of us and not looking at us. That is correct. He no goes a few doors down and walks into a doorway on the right. Okay, we're just waiting outside of it. You're waiting kind of a little further down the hall on some benches. Okay. Um, yeah, just pull it out and glance at it real quick, still keeping it kind of shielded, uh, you know, partially under the lamp. Yeah, it appears to be in a mid sized chamber, maybe 30 by 30. Um, couple some some tables chairs some maps laid out um and it appears that you know it's this 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 the person wielding this is sitting um on someone's shoulders who is sat at a table where there are a few other people um conversing so he is on the glide. the plot yeah. thickens either that or is he you know croaking you see that a lot of the people who are sat at this table, they're not wearing armor, but they are wearing masks. You know, like almost like mask, like you know, masquerade ball kind of masks. Exact, except you know, shaped like a crow, and like instead of a curved, you know, just like tiny nose, it's like a like a beak, like a pointed beak. And their eyes are, they're like you know, their faces are covered, but they're you can see their eyes. Are they chanting the greater good? <laughs> the greater good. The greater good. No, they are not. And you can't hear them anyways, but they just appear to be, okay. like, conversing normally. Okay. You can see, like, the clawed hand occasionally kind of point out from the side, because this is like, on his hip, at some of the areas on the map. But that's all you can see is, the cl- like, that clawed feathery hand. Okay. Um, like, pointing, and you know, there's a conversation happening here somewhere. All right. I mean, I really don't... I think at this point we're going to... We're following Jarrell's lead yeah. to try to be good. Yeah. For whatever. <laughs> well, what can we like just real quick, from, I'm gonna answer the group, like what do you I mean what can we what can we take away from that, honestly? Jarrell whispers. It seems as if 
the gem is watching this particular area for a very particular reason. If he is part of the strategic command, it could be very dangerous to have an eye in that room. Oh, dang it. Not... Ah. <laughs> it's a lot of noises. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a phenomenal... But separating the parties never a good idea. Well, were you going to go look for it and kick the well, door? I'm assuming, <laughs> well, I'm assuming that now... Like, nobody's checking credentials. But we're all here. in and we all came together. Right, but he could be like, oh, no, I said the dwarf wasn't with me. Mm. Like, the dwarf could just... No. You're counting on Jarrell to do like that. I don't like that sticky okay. situation you're getting Yeah, and you know Jarrell won't play that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. The timer's running out, and he's trying to find ways to get away to let, let blow up some steam <laughs> is what's happening. He's getting antsy over here. <laughs> he needs to hit something. Worst places to do it. Right. <laughs> Ever. Okay. You're the one who walked over to us. So fine. Okay. So, so we're, yeah. You come to you 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 decide to stay put, and after a few more minutes, um, you see the guard return, and he says, "The speaker will see you now." Come Gerald with me. Gets up and immediately follows. Hoblet chuckles because he hates bureaucracy, and when we first <laughs> met this guy, he was like. Give me your name, and I'll take it to somebody who will take it to somebody who will see if the speaker will see you. So you're like doing that, like, fake talking. And Bobble was like, (laughs) no, I have information. And they're like, the speaker will see you now. But the first guy made it sound like he's so fucking busy. And they're like, no, no, he's just sitting up there. Like, oh, yeah, you want to talk to him right now? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, you've got important information. Oh, hold on. Let me go tell him. Someone's got important information. You can come right the fuck in. If it was not important, we'd make you wait a couple of days to tell him. I mean, it's how he said so it. So you basically just something like, was no. lost in the inflection. But Hobbit's been around enough to roll his eyes at bureaucracy. So we're walking in. Hobbit just casually rolling his eyes, going, "Of course." Zero obviously follows the group. Right. So he kind of leads you ahead in that hallway that you were, you know, like waiting in, and turns you down to the right to another hallway. And at the end of this hallway, there is, you know, a steel door. Before we go through the steel door, I swear to God, we wind up in the room with the Kenku and the Goliath. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out for us. <laughs> Poor A lot of persuasion. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to really get our, like, kiss-ass boots on and just start, like, I mean, really smooching. Like, right. We're just not in a good spot. Yeah. Boots. <laughs> uh-huh. Wait a minute. For real. Hold on. We're going... To a giant steel door. Hold on. We're telling the speaker that someone came in with a necromantic orb, correct? We're waiting. That's what, that's we're what waiting. your goal is. Yeah. We're waiting. That was like, his plan, right. Yeah. Right. No, but I'm just situation, saying. But yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that that's the case. Okay. So you got, he's, he's leading you towards this door and he opens it like in front of you. And then sort of stands off to the side and ushers you in. Who goes in first? Jarrell walks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Who follows behind Jarrell? Zero does. And my retainers. I will oh, right. be behind Zero. Okay. And then Hoblet taking up the rear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you enter into uh, a larger stone chamber. There are um, there's sort of like a few raised steps on this like, sort of like very sh- like short plinth. That's like there's like a, a not a throne, but like a nice stone chair with like some some drape some drapery on it, mm-hmm. right? And there are four stone chairs, sort of almost like uh, like stone and wood, like arranged, like sort of facing it in a line, 
Like they prepared for four people to enter in here to face this, like whatever empty chair right now. Um, so those, like, it's almost like those chairs were put in for you. Do you guys sit down? Do you remain standing? Is this, is there no anyone else in, in here yet? no one in the room? No. The yes. door closes behind you. Zero looks to Jarrell as the person who would know the etiquette in this situation. Jarrell walks in front of what will be his chair and stands. Zero follows suit. What do you two do? I'm just like scratching my beard, like standing way. In front of I your mean, chair or just kind of in, in front of a chair? Yeah, yeah, I'm following suit. Are your other guys going to sit down too? They're going to stand behind us. They don't. They don't get seats. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Hobbit gets in line and stands. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> One servant stands behind you. The other two. So it's. We'll say it's Hans. So my squire is behind you. Wait. We just walked like up like a million stairs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hobbit yeah. sitting down. You just squat. Yeah. It, I mean, it, there's chairs, right? Yeah, but they're like they're a little. They're they're built for humans, so it takes a little effort for okay. you to kind of yeah. like worm your way up to oh, them. Yeah. But it doesn't take too. It's not too bad. Okay. Jarrell waves at you. Up, you fool! My legs are killing me. You're meeting <laughs> a king! No, we're not. We're making his voice. <laughs> it's the same thing, you... Oh, have you no culture whatsoever? Not here. Hans giggles a little bit behind you. <laughs> <laughs> After a few... You know what? Sorry, go ahead. Hoblet then stands on the chair. <laughs> I like that idea. So now so you're now on the eye level right, with me. Yeah. Right. There is there is the sound of someone's voice clearing from the to your left. Mm-hmm. And out from a smaller chamber door uh comes a a very tall, lanky man. Um in these sort of flowing like sleeves too long, but they're kind of like f- like fringed and frilled with feathers at the end. And like again, this crow's mask, he kind of walking with his hands folded in front of him walks very timidly to the center and stands in front of this chair. And he says, you may be seated. Gerald bows and then sits. And then he immediately starts not necessarily waiting for Mort or Zero to do so, because at this point, it's acceptable for everyone to sit. Yeah. <laughs> no, Zero sits. He doesn't bother bowing. He just right. sits. Jarrell is going to immediately say, Thank you, noble speaker, for taking the time to meet with us. Just so you know, Hoblet sat down last, and there was a good solid one Mississippi where he was just staring at Jarrell after everyone else had sat down. <laughs> Did you just like jump up down. and kick your feet out? No, it was <laughs> <laughs> He's not a savage, but Mario butt right. sitting. Yes. Do the jump and spin and then land. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, this, the, the man continues and he says, well, I, I, I have been told that you have um, some information of utmost importance. Indeed. Uh, please do tell. My name is Lord Jarrell the Light of House Passer. These are my compatriots. with whom I have been serving for these last several months. We have been on a most dangerous mission. I have been fighting the undead for several years now, but nothing 
has surpassed what I have seen as of late. They have found powerful gems that appear to be tied to the undead. We have information for you that you might be in possession of one of said gems. What? How do you? How did you come upon? Come to learn all this? We have seen powerful visions through an orb. Zero taps you on the shoulder. Allow me to break in. So, uh, and he gives uh, whatever uh, date it was. Uh, we encountered a lair of a necromancer underneath the gray citadel. Um. You see, you see, um, you see his face start to, yeah, he says, you see his face starts to sink a little bit as you continue to, um, I mean, like, you know, what, yeah. what, what you can see of his face. Yeah. Um, we defeated, uh, we defeated him. We found, um, uh, what appeared to be gigantic flesh golems on the other side of some portals. We shut down the portals, collapsed the ruin, reclaimed a, uh, sphere and some seeing, um, and the first of a series of seeing stones from the necromancer there. We followed the trail of this to Tamasha here, where uh, we found yet another one in uh, disguise as a member of the city guard and proceeded to destroy that lab. We <laughs> caught that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Continue. We moved along to uh, the western edge of Forest Heart, where we found one of these gems on a dead person. We can assume they were a necromancer. We're not entirely certain. It appears that they were killed before they fulfilled their mission. We traced the fourth of them to the city and have tracked the most recent gem to somewhere inside this citadel here. You see him pause for a few moments and he says, um, may I, do you have this orb on your possession? Zero produces the orb. Uh, and you see him take a few steps forward. He's like, may I, may I see it? Puts his hand out very, yeah, you know, very, zero very just looks over at uh, the rest of the party. And I'm just like clearing my throat, like kind of uncomfortably. Jarrell is, hold on, I'm going to do an insight on Jarrell, but I don't believe anything nefarious has occurred yet. It's just a seven, nothing. Okay. okay. Hands him the orb. Okay. You see him peer inside a bit. Um, you see him almost even adjust his mask a little bit to, like, really look into it. He even turns around for a second and, like, lifts his mask up. As he- <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you see him put it back down, turn around towards you. This is most concerning. I know exactly where this is. Um, I will... Please come with me, and I, I will I will send a detachment with us. We must investigate this at once. Shall we, gentlemen? Jarrell is so proud of himself for telling the truth, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. And Zero do. breaks in with the good record-keeping capability of right. um, favorite we get mechanical. To flip an orb back, though? Before we leave. Yeah, he hands it back to Zero. Okay, okay. okay. Good. good. Because that's what I care about. was about to put his hands out. Yes, that's what I care like, about. So now you're have I that back, am... Right? Nodding in approval to Jirel yep. for obviously leading us on the right, the righteous path here. So um, you and a small detachment of these guards uh, and the speaker. A gaggle of guards. Yeah, a gaggle. I mean, we are in the Crow King. 
make your way through a series of hallways. You kind of cut back through one of the larger halls. You're heading towards the other side of the keep now. You go up another set of stairs. This one's kind of sort of a circular, like a spiral staircase. And um, it leads to just a single door um, that's just that's just marked uh, with um, an eye, but it does. It's not the same eye you saw before. This one does not like the the one on the door kind of possessed like lashes. There was sort of an ornate symbol to it. This one is just like like a very plain eye, and you see sort of uh, just like a like a, in, in written in dwarvish. It says investigations over the door, like carved into the door. Hmm. Or what would be directly translated to common more as private investigators. But dwarves, in so many words, say the same thing. Internal affairs out here. Kanku P.I. Okay. <laughs> Good zero. Can read it. All right. Yeah. You can read dwarvish? Yes. Oh, yeah, because you were help, You probably were common made by Common elven dwarves. dwarvish gnomish. Beautiful. Can you read dwarvish? I cannot. Okay. Uh, can you read dwarvish? Nope. Cool. Do you tell them what it says? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If Zero has information, he'll, of course, let everybody knows that he has information. They open the door. The speaker walks in. The guards kind of shuffle in behind him, and then you follow yourselves in. And he turns to you, Zero, and he says, the orb for a moment, please. Pulls it back out. Holds it up. And he, like, you see like that you've almost interrupted a meeting. Yeah. With the Goliath on his shoulder, the Kenku, and a bunch of masked crow people. Um... The Goliath uh, no, recognizes go. a couple of you. Uh, and you see him kind of like raise an eyebrow and smile a little bit. He's like, oh, hi there, little fella. <laughs> oh. uh, and the speaker walks up to them, is kind of looking at the orb, and he he talks he asks, he talks to the Kenku. He says, Tiddlywonk, I, I require your your sword. And you see Tiddlywonk, the Kenku, just kind of unclasp like his like the hilt of his sword and pull it out a little bit. And you hear him say, may I ask why? And the speaker says, it is a, ma- it is a matter of regional security. And you see that he like perks right up, hands him the sword. And you see him kind of like moving the hilt of the sword around, looking at the orb, kind of shining it towards his face. And he motions to one of the guards to like come up to him without saying a word. He walks up. He pulls like one a knife out of the uh, like it's almost like a di- it looks like a diamond tip knife out of the belt of one of the guards, and you see him literally pry the gem out of the hilt of this sword. Uh, it takes him fiddling around, but he seems to be very like very careful with this thing, and he's holding this gem and he says, "Where did you find this?" And the Kenku, you know, starts, you know, the, 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 the Goliath kind of chimes in. He's like, well, oh, Tiddly Wonk and I, you know, on our, on our last uh, Crucible run, founded it in the ruins of uh, what appeared to be uh, an old barracks. Not, not entirely sure what it is. Tiddly Wonk's taking a liking to it. And Tiddly Wonk, you see him like, you know, nodding his head. And he says, I fear the worst may be happening. He turns to you, gentlemen, whether you've liked it or not, we cannot let you leave this keep at the moment. Wait, who's the one who says that? The speaker. Okay. 
Until we get this matter sorted out and the Crow King alerted, we would like to keep you here for any information, you know, that he may need. This is something that we have been following for quite some time. But uh, have not actually seen any physical evidence of it until you've procured this orb here. Jarrell says, I find no issue with providing you with whatever service we could. He says, please take a seat. There's a, you know, a large table here. All right. What locations have you found these in so far? Uh, Zero lays it out. Um, right. So, um, you know, Gray Citadel, Tamasha here, Forest Heart here, and that we uh, we were still tracking another one in Tarantis. And you said that these have been all found on necromancers and... The first two were, the third one was found on a corpse. He says, I fear we may not have much time left. Uh, we will send word to Tarantis at once. This is a matter of, this is a matter of almost, uh, 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 sorry, dire straits. If, if these people have infiltrated our midst, it is only a matter of time before this wall will not be enough to hold back what lies beyond. Have you seen, were these necromancers successful in summoning the undead? Did you see any, like, did any get away? The first one had, a, um, in the first location, they had opened a portal. Looking through the portal, we had seen, and he, um, Zero describes the flesh golems uh, over there. Stuff Didn't we fight some out. undead with one of them? Jarrell yeah. also mentions that we fought one under the tower in Tamasha here. But nothing made it out of that. Okay, uh, I will be right back. He hands you the orb back. He says, but yeah. please just wait here. After about another 10 minutes or so, you hear um, some commotion coming from outside this door from down below. And you can hear people uh, shouting, um, To the walls! To the wall! Uh, and you see... a. a most of this detachment that's with you immediately about faces and starts running out to the door. Uh, there's shuffling of boots, constant. Like I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a it's like marching now, happening in, in, within the walls of this keep. People are slamming doors. You know, people are sounds like people are locking things, securing themselves. How many horn blasts? <laughs> <laughs> One. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love I love doing that. Uh, and you see that even the other two guards now, like, we need to see what's going on. Uh, would you prefer the way here? We would like to join. Okay, don't, lo don't lock us in a, a room. We can help. Okay, come with us. Do, do, not, do not leave our sight. Nobody leaves Hoblet in the corner. To my retainers, I wave them to stay safe in the room. Okay. Uh, you, he, he, Zero also yeah. leans to one of them. If you have a runner, have someone bring bring as many crossbow bolts as possible to our position. Okay. It's going to be a day. To Hans? Because he's a squire. He can, well, he, sure, but even, you know, someone here in the keep who might have access to the armory. Sure. Um, these this, this small detachment has taken you up towards one of the watchtowers. And you can see, even from here, it's a bit foggy still. But about a mile out from the wall, there is a gigantic line 
of undead that just kind of starts in a very straight line and then just goes out and on farther than you can see. And they're just standing there. Like zombies, like like like, like horrible like abominations of like creatures of like bloated flesh and just like horridness. I mean it's really hard to see from this far away, but like there's lots gross. of shapes and sizes. Right. Some are very tall, like almost like like undead giants. Some of them are just undead and like, you know, like people, but it's really hard to see more than that. You know, I mean, just like humanoid shaped, but they're literally just all standing in a gigantic line, just staring. And you see even some of the guards here, like just kind of staring in awe at like what's happening. And you hear some people saying like, what are they doing? Why are they waiting? They've been they've been coming nonstop for for days now. And you start to you see like you kind of like hear the earth shaking a bit. It's almost like if there's something like some some sort of creature taking like thunderous steps. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. In the distance, but you see nothing. Yeah. Because again, foggy, you know, it's like I think I think we said it's like springtime at this point. You know what I mean? Like early spring, so it's still kind of shitty out. Now, so we're looking out over the wall. Yeah. Jarrell was hazy. Jarrell was secretly hoping that he would get to peer over the wall the entire time, and is now kind of regretting it. <laughs> but I also want to like look around to see what the war machine is on this wall. Like, what does it look like? There are ballistas. There are gigantic barrels of uh, like tar and oil and flammable things. There are, I mean, you're even seeing like multi-rack like ballistas where it's like two rows of gigantic bolts to fire out. There are, what it, there appear to be like, you know, even a small like small group of like mages and things like that uh, overlooking uh, on some, some, of, some of the out, like the, what do they call those? You know, like from the wall, there's like some, parts that come out a little farther, right? Like almost like walkways, just to kind of get a better overview, right? The wall is kind of not perfectly straight. Um, so like there's, I mean, there's a, and there's a ton of people up on here, like bows and arrows and armaments all over the place, siege weaponry, like trebuchets, catapults. Like this is a gigantic wall. Gerald bends down close to Hoblet, points his sword out into the distance and says, are you ready, Hoblet? This could be the greatest battle we've ever seen. Of course. Let's do this, friendo. Zero brings out his um, cannon off of his back, presses a button on the side, and it expands even slightly bigger. (laughs) The the drum mounted on the side, it's about the size of a film can, like a motion picture film canister you know, uh, like, set up vertically on the side, starts to whine. Like a whirring noise that spins up. Should we get the vacuum cleaner out again? (laughs) (laughs) But you see one of the guards kind of put his hand up to, like, signal, like, just hang on a second. And you can can hear, like, almost like someone's, like, shouting through, like, like like a megaphone, but it's probably just, like, some sort of, like, vaulted, like, I don't know, like, thing that they're holding. Shall we fire? They're not doing anything. Fire the siege weaponry! And you see, like, some of the trebuchets, like, you know, like, 
load up with some like like flaming like like just like balls of fire whatever the fuck they are Great like balls flaming of fire. <laughs> and you see um two or three of them get launched into out towards this uh like crowd i mean it, it manages to hit the front you see a bowl over maybe like a, like a row of them or like you know like a column of them not a single one of them moves until the in you know as 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 the like winds kind of blow the fire and stuff like that you know like they just they literally just stand there burning burning some of them some, some of them and a few beats later and you see out from the haze and the fog one of those titans oh those God. like fleshy titans with like like this gaping hole of an abdomen Standing there, and then if, after a few more moments, two more emerge from the fog. So there's three? There are three of them. Oh. <laughs> Zero turns to uh, the guard who had been with them the whole time. Like, or, uh, t- or was the speaker still with us? Or No, the speaker ran off. Yeah. Like those. Yeah, we saw those. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where I'm going to call it on this episode here. Oh, God. On that little cliffhanger. <laughs> here we go. This is going to be something. Nice. Could have learned a lot more. <laughs> we should have learned a lot the, more. At the same time, Jarrell kind of found the easy path towards getting some answers here. Unfortunately, that's going to get you know interrupted a bit. So, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We have a Discord server. You can find that uh, as a pinned post on our uh, our Twitter account, our subreddit slash r slash Hapless Hero Podcast, or on our Podbean uh, page. Um, we're also on Instagram at Hapless Heroes. If you really, really like us, you can you can. Uh, leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice like this wonderful kind person did the uh <laughs> the the title of this one is pretty great so this one comes from uh kier and it says you will crit your pants is the title <laughs> yes you will best D podcast i have ever listened to before okay hand emoji i have have been binge listening for a week five stars great banter and story Hey, Kier, awesome. that really means a lot to us. Kier, you care, and we I'm, care about you. I'm giving you a two thumbs up emoji right now. He is, I can see it. You can't, but I can. And uh, if you really, really like us, we have a Patreon page where you could, uh, you know, if you feel like we're worth it, you can donate your hard-earned dollars to get some cool rewards from us and some unreleased audio and some other things that I'm working on that hopefully by the time this episode airs, I may have compiled like blooper reels and, you know, just uh, random like non-canon episodes that we record and we were short a bunch of people in our early days uh i actually soon i'll have finished editing the one the session we did right before your your daughter was born yeah james yeah get it yeah the last hoblet list session yeah um we did it at massimo's house uh yeah so just i mean like, really like, it's it's completely optional but if you feel like we're worth it we'd appre- we really appreciate it. we put it towards you know feeding ourselves new microphones all this fun stuff so like it goes a long way and we really really appreciate it and if you really, really like us, go out and buy five uh, big blocks of cheese, hard cheeses, and make us cheese sculptures of your favorite hapless heroes characters. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll even delicious. try one. We'll have a little cheese cracker thing with like a hoblet. <laughs> 
sure Hoblet would taste great molded out of a lump of goat what? cheese. What Why has the cheese turned brown? Why has the cheese turned brown? It's because I didn't Gross. wash my hands. <laughs> Gross. Oh, and that being said, let's go ahead and outro our cast for tonight. One more time to my left, we've had James playing Hoblet the Smasher. I'm still kind of dirty. <laughs> Mosmo playing Morton Mac, a.k.a. Gorgeous Mort. We're in a sticky situation here. That's what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> Dave playing Omega Project Prototype Zero. On top of the wall, facing down the endless hordes of the undead. It's literally what Zero was born for. And John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. I have been waiting for this. And I've been Francesco, your host in DM, and we'll see you next week when we come to... I I don't know, when some really crazy shit happens. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Possibly the conclusion of every one. (laughs) (laughs) Two words. Swan dive. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Let's go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.